Last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting checks. Last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. I screwed it up. I screwed. I I screwed up really, really big. Ah, God. Oh man. Let me explain. I was gonna cast this game last night. It's now five o'clock in the morning. I woke up at like four, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I fucked it up, didn't I?" Yeah. For the last couple of days, for like the week during the uh, what's it called? Hold on. For the last week, I've been getting up stupidly early, like at three o'clock in the morning, and uh, I, I got up again at like four, but I went to bed at like eight. So I got a full eight hours. I feel rejuvenated. I feel rested. I feel fine. But at the same token, um, missed the podcast. My bad. I didn't. I wasn't gonna cast the Raiders versus the Chiefs anyway. I went over that game uh, during the last podcast just because I was. I mean, listen to the last podcast. It's like two hours of me just cursing and screaming. And I mean, I. I mean, I, I was so excited that the Ravens beat the 49ers. Oh my god! I didn't even check out the game, like the the, the box score. That's how like. I completely, I, I was, I was out of it. I was out of it. But you know what? 24. That's who I am. I am 24. This is my podcast. 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire interweb, interwebs, internet, whatever you want to say. But I'm still like waking up. But I still wanted to get this out as quickly as I possibly could. So excuse me if I'm not necessarily a hundred percent. By the way, let me let me pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Frick's sake. Uh, I went to like I, I went to bed and I was like I was a little bit I was a little bit under the weather. I, I woke up to like it being um what's what's the temperature outside? It was like thirty something degrees outside. I didn't have the AC on at all whatsoever. So I woke up and I was like I'm like I, I was a little bit cold. I was shivering in my sleep. I was underneath like uh, a, a quilt, I love quilts, I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe how freaking cold it is, so the Patriots, I think they're on their third or their fourth kicker, because uh, Nick Folt, he got injured, and then they just released him, they're like, yep, we can't, uh, we, like, we, we love you, Nick, but uh, we can't have you, Deshaun Watson and company is going on, fuck, I, I was playing the fucking wrong song as in the intro, but uh, the, uh, the uh, that the Texans they're walking on the football field right now. Here's the thing, the Patriots have been absolutely dumb. The only game that they've lost was in uh, Baltimore. Now, obviously, this game has gone and passed. Uh, I mean, I'm like I'm, I'm I'm hours late on this. But when it comes to this football team, um, I I look at Deshaun and I look at the Houston Texans. A, they're playing indoors. B, they're playing against the Texans. Carlos Hyde just, I mean, oh my God, that was a terrible run on first and 25. But I, I look at this team and I'm like, Deshaun has always been stupidly close to beating this team. But the issue is he's going up against this team and they're actually, they're they're pretty great. They're fantastic as it pertains to uh, this football. Uh, they're fantastic against this football team. I think they're 3-0 and under Deshaun or they're 2-0. and I forgot how many times they they're undefeated against this team, and they usually play this team in Foxborough, which is probably why they beat the crap out of this team, literally. 
every single uh, every single time they face them. So it's second and ten, and Deshaun has to throw it, and it's an incomplete pass. So it's now third and ten. Where is it? I promise you, this is going to be worth it because I'm going to go into a rant. I'm going to go into a spiel. But um, when it comes to these two teams, I think it's a great matchup. I think that when it comes to the AFC in general, where you play matters as much as who you play. So if you play in, for instance, uh, if you play, for instance, at home, if you play, <clears throat> if you play at Foxborough, it obviously like considering and they already have to take a freaking timeout. What? They already have to take a timeout in the first series, like 14, 14 minutes, 19 seconds, Houston Texans have to take a timeout. What the hell is Bill O'Brien doing out there? By the way, Bill, Bill O'Brien, as a head coach, undefeated. Or, excuse me, he's winless against Bill Belichick. Winless. Never beaten him. Deshaun Watson is winless, and I think it's because, obviously... They have uh, they have Bill O'Brien as a head coach. Remember what I constantly am talking about. I'm talking about Lincoln Riley potentially becoming the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Ron Rivera, he's probably gonna get the axe because uh, his team just lost to the Giants or Washington. Who did they lose to today? Who did the Giant? Who did who did they lost to the Washington team? So they lost. Throw it to Sean. Throw it. Yeah, he threw it. He threw it. There was nobody open. So. The, uh, the Texans, they go three and out on their first possession. Let me go ahead and play this. But when it comes to these two teams, I think I think that <clears throat> I think that the Texans will win this. I I don't like Brady when it comes to his When it comes to his play this year, I don't know if it's because he's been injured. I don't know if it's because he's been I don't know if it's because of the weapons. I think it's a combination of the two where he hasn't had the best weapons and he hasn't necessarily been playing at the best level. But here he comes on the football field. Maybe he's going to prove me wrong. We'll see. But uh, the reason why I'm playing this song, Grinding All My Life, these two guys, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, you know, he Deshaun and Brady and Lamar and Patrick Mahal, It's it's weird how much respect that Brady has for uh, certain quarterbacks, specifically the guys that are coming up, like uh, Deshaun and and Lamar and Patrick. There is that one thing where where I think Brady, when Baker, not Baker, what's his face, Johnny Manziel, he had flicked off the, uh, uh, I think the Washington sideline or something like that, and Brady's like, listen, you can't do that. You can't flick off a sideline. That's I think he, I think the words that he said, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he said like, you, you don't act like a little shit, essentially. I don't know if he said that. Hold on. Let me find it. But pretty much he was he was saying like, listen, <clears throat> you got to respect the guys in this league or else fucking hell. I can't, I just saw something about the Texans. I didn't see who won, but um, I just got something in my feed that was just like, all right, you know, this is the Texans game, you know. <clears throat> but um, when it comes to when it comes to like the players that Brady respects you see he doesn't he doesn't go out of his way to to dap people up to give respect 
pre-game a lot. He did it with Mahomes after they had beaten him in the AFC Championship. He, you know, he, he said, hey, congratulations on a great season. You're going to be a great football player, da 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 Doesn't say that to a lot of guys. Like, he doesn't say that to, uh, to Darnold. He didn't say that to Rosen when he was playing up against him, if he did. Like, he never says that. He never goes out of his way to congratulate players, ever. Ever. I'm like, what was I trying to type in? Oh, yeah, Tom Brady. Not Baker. What's it? They're so similar, Johnny and Baker, man. I think Johnny Manziel is not... Oh, my fucking God. Hold on, no, 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 no. All right, so the song is already over with... This is six years ago. Hold on, let me... So this is, by the way, Max Kellerman is on this show. <laughs> Tom Brady appeared on... He doesn't call him a turd. He calls him a... He doesn't call him a shit. He calls him a turd. It's pretty much the same thing. Box yesterday was asked about Johnny Football is what he had to say. So when you look across the ball, you have respect for those guys and you treat yeah. them with respect because football is a physical game. And if, you know, as, as RKK would say, if you're a turd, it's going to come back to you. Sorry. He didn't say shit. He said turd. But it's it's pretty much the exact same thing. Now, and that's and that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, you've never you never hear Tom Brady being disrespectful to Ray Lewis ever. He's gonna he's gonna fight. He's gonna come. He's never gonna be like you know what Ray Lewis is a bad player, right? Because he's gonna he's gonna get some. He's gonna come in and get some. And that's kind of what I was inferring yesterday on the podcast with the Bills. I was like, I was going on this long soliloquy, these rants, talking about how the Bills, they were saying that Dak Prescott, he's, you know, he's, one guy said Jerry Hughes, he said, that's why you don't pay Dak Prescott. He's like, I see why you don't pay Dak Prescott. And I said, okay, you know, you're going to play against Lamar and you're going to play up against the Patriots in the next four weeks. Good luck. Have fun. You know? Because you're going up against some really, really difficult competition, and if you don't respect it, which they obviously don't, because they're Bills Mafia. They don't. I mean, they, listen, their fans are fucking crazy. Jesus fucking. I mean, I saw so much weird shit with the with those fans. Those fans are. They're almost like Eagle fans. They are like Eagle fans, except they're not as obnoxious. To be honest with you, because they don't boo their fucking players, but they're they're not as obnoxious. But when it comes to the intensity of the fan base, man, Jesus fucking Christ, they are. Oh my God, I I would not. I would not want to be a opposing team fan in the Bills stadium because they get into fights. They, they they get into fights all the time. They always have to have a strong police presence during a win and a loss. It's like I remember I remember during the Super Bowl. It's like <clears throat> a notice had to be uh, like left out for the entire city of Philadelphia saying, you know what? If we win the Super Bowl, like there is there is an actual notice. I'm not even lying about that. Where there is a notice where it's like, listen. Uh, to you know, from the city to like the police department saying, "Hey, don't destroy the city if we win the Super Bowl." And I saw a dude eating horse shit on this, like horse shit on the freaking streets of Philadelphia. I'm like, God, you people are freaking disgusting. But Buffalo Bills fans, they're kind of like that. I remember a guy jumped on a flaming table and got lit on fire. Bills fans are ridiculous. But my point is, is that if you don't respect the competition, if you don't respect who you're playing up against, you're going to get absolutely crushed later on, of course. You're going to get crushed. Just that simple. You're going to get crushed because it's not one team that you're going to have to face off against. It's going to have to be 15 others. So as much as the Bills, they want to take their victory lap, and that's fine. You want to take the victory lap? Take the victory lap. I don't have any problem with being the butt of anyone's joke. 
I don't have to, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a baby. I'm like, oh my God, they're making fun of the Cowboys. I'm, I, don't, I don't mind it. Just be prepared. Just be prepared to have that energy. Have the, it's exhausting trying to, trying to mock people and trying to laugh at people and trying to taunt people every single week. It's why the Patriots, they don't do that. They just say, Bill Belichick, you hear him go on national television. You hear him doing his press conferences saying, you know, well, that's a great team over there. Uh, you know, great quarterback, great linebackers, great defense, great coaching staff. You know, uh, you know the entire team, special teams, offensively, defensively, great running back. You know, he, he, never, he never gives them bulletin board material. No matter how hard the media tries, never gives them bulletin board material because he knows what's going to happen. You don't want to give them unnecessary motivation to win against your football team. You want to come in. You want them to come in cold, unstretched, uh, uh, unrelaxed. You don't want them to come in with a reason to whoop your ass. Don't want it because they'll because they're you know they already they're, the whole point is they want to win already. You don't want to give them more motivation to win. <clears throat> And that's kind of what the uh, that's 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 kind of what the Bills are kind of doing. They're like, listen, they go up against the Patriots. The Patriots, where do they play the Patriots again? Where do the Bills play the Patriots? They play them. No, they don't play the Patriots. They play the the Ravens, I think, in Baltimore, or they play them in in uh, <clears throat> yeah, they play them in uh, in Buffalo. We know that a team. That can run the football, that can pass the football. That doesn't that doesn't translate well, especially when it comes to. I'm being sarcastic, by the way. A team that can run the football and can throw the football that translates incredibly well when it comes to going on the road. So have fun playing the, the Bills, in uh in next week, and then in two weeks after that, you guess who they play in Foxborough? Yep, they play the Patriots. So as fun as it is, I have the vision. I have the I have the knowledge that you know I don't necessarily mock certain teams unless it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm like I don't even like to mock. Washington or the Giants I'm like you know what those are, I, I can name some pretty good players that play for those teams now I don't like to mock teams I like to talk about the Cowboys I like I like to get excited about the Cowboys but I'm not gonna say this team is terrible blah 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 uh, unless unless we're they're, they're the Jets I, I like to say that they're terrible did the Cowboys lose to a terrible team yeah but the but also the Saints lost to the Atlanta Falcons so you have bad teams beating up on great teams all the time it doesn't necessarily bother me it bothers everybody in the media because it doesn't fit the narrative but <coughs> Sorry for not talking about what I want to talk about. Second and goal, the Patriots, they've been driving. Did Tom Brady? Nope. Didn't throw a touchdown pass. They are driving right now. They're driving like they're driving a Ferrari down, you know, an interstate with no cars and no speed limit. They're going fast. They're going, you know, nobody's impeding them. There's no speed bumps. There's no car accidents. There's no rubbernecking. They're just driving down the damn football field right now. Nikhil Harry. Uh, I mean, it was covered nicely. It was covered nicely by Joseph. Joseph, Joseph, the <clears throat> the Houston cornerback, actually makes a hell of a play on the football. It's now an incompletion. Third and goal at the five. Tom Brady in the shotgun. Let's see. Let's see. Let me see it. Edelman in motion. Direct snap to Brady. They rush three. They drop back one. Brady throws it in the back of the end zone, and it's incomplete. That's a great drive. That was a great drive by the by the by the Patriots because it's like they had a chance. They had a chance to score. They had a chance to win. Uh they they double up white, the Houston Texans do. Edelman, he's by himself. 
But Brady was looking for Doris, uh, for Dorsett, and Brady's pissed because he knows he just had a touchdown. JJ, JJ on the sideline, he's daffing up his defense. Oh man! All right, Patriots score three points first quarter. Deshaun, what you gonna do? How are you going to retaliate? Speaking of retaliation, let me see what happened during the 49ers game, right? everybody wants to talk to me about Garoppolo. Oh, that's that's fun. He's 165, 15, 21, and, uh, and one touchdown. I think, oh, by the way, his running game, Raheem Mosteret, 146 yards, 19 carries, 7.7 yards per attempt. And they 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 only had two touchdowns on the day. It's funny how that works. You can have pretty much your run game. No, not pretty much. You can have your running game run for over 170 yards and you'll still find a way to win or lose, excuse me. The Baltimore Ravens, they scored three. They, By the way, the 49ers, they only scored three points in the second half. In the second half. When the rushing game is 100% working in Baltimore. You guys are pretty much tied up for the entirety of the second half, except for that final drive that Baltimore had that won them the football game. You guys didn't think to score. They they weren't in field goal position. Their running game had 140. I don't know how you don't score. I really, really don't. <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, everybody keeps on hyping up Garoppolo. Garoppolo, 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 Garoppolo. I'm like, 165, 15, 21, one touchdown. Stats won't reflect it. Everybody's going to be like, well, he threw for 70. He prob- What was his passer rating? What was his passer rating? His stats, I can't read his stats sometimes. His stats are kind of weird. Uh, his passer rating throughout the season has been 101.2, the fam. Um, who cares? He has he has played pathetically this year. I don't I don't get how everybody is is giving him participation trophies. Like it's, it's like, I, like, I, I don't get it. Why? Whenever people are like, you know what? He's, he's had a great season. He's had a great season. And you know, blah, 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 blah. Like he had 71% completion percentage against the Baltimore Ravens. And it's like, he threw 110 yards. What was his yards per attempt? 7.8.6 yards gained per pass attempt. So he had 7.86. So he just didn't throw the football. Because I get it, they're running it, obviously they're running it, but you would expect your quarterback to play a lot better, right? When your running game is working that well, you would expect him to win off of, you know, off of the success of the running game. That's my point. And he lost, badly. Because I felt, because, and, and I was reading Skip Bayless's Twitter, love reading his Twitter after games, I was talking about this uh, during the Twitter, and Skip said, Skip said this, he said, really Baltimore could have won... Won that by two touchdowns. The Marcus Peters, uh, I felt I felt like there was offensive pass interference. Then on top of that, you have the Andrews, um, the you have the Andrews pass interference where Ward, I think that's what his name was, ran into Andrews and hit him in his face. Uh, technically his helmet, but you know, I mean, it's it's whatever. If he didn't have a helmet, he would have hit him in his face. But he elbowed him in his face, and then you had uh, then you had like you had a couple of really really bad calls. I think. 
in the game, and I was like, this is a prime time. This is like well, not a prime time. This is an important football game, and they're kind of they're they're kind of screwing over the the uh, the Ravens right now. And oh fucking hell, I got another shitty fucking thing. Hold on, let me. Yeah, okay. So I already fucking read it. The Texans beat the, the Texans beat the, uh, the the Patriots. It kept on appearing in my feed. Fucking hell, it wasn't my fault. I just looked it over and I couldn't help. It's kind of like saying, uh, it's kind of like saying, like don't think about eating rice. And it's like the only thing that you can think about is eating rice, or don't think about this, and then you automatically think about this. It's like when I saw it, I was like, Deshaun Watson throws three touchdowns as as Texans beat uh, Patriots. God, Jesus fucking Christ. It's like, well, I already spoiled it for myself. Why don't I just spoil it already? So 28-22, I predicted it. I didn't, I, I said it last night um, when I was, when I was watching the Ravens game, I was like, I think that the Texans, they got it. They're not playing in Foxborough. And I think that Tom Brady is not playing as a, as well as he once was in the past couple of seasons. So let me, let me look at the, the, the game score. So Brady was 24-47. He actually had a pretty fantastic game. 326 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson, three touchdowns, 18-25, 234 yards. That's kind of what you expect, by the way, when it comes to the when it comes to playing this football game. That's that's what you kind of expect, you know. You want your quarterback to have a lot of touchdowns, even if your rushing game is working. Deshaun gets wrapped up on third and six. <clears throat> Somebody Van Noy does a weird celebration where he where he goes down and he looks up <laughs> looks up at the sky. It's pretty funny. So uh, another I don't they're they're at midfield right now. There's that guy from Michigan. What's his name? Winovich. I think his name is Chase Winovich. I think I saw him on um, All or Nothing. All or Nothing. The Michigan. One, I couldn't, I couldn't watch that. I was like, man, like, Chase Winovich. I think he is the dude, right? He's from Michigan. He's from Michigan, right? Yep, he he was from Michigan from 14 to 18. I was like, this dude, I remember him. I did see him on All or Nothing, and he had that, like, platinum blonde hair, and he put it in a man bun, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Then the Patriots, they were like, who, who the hell is this guy, 24, you may ask? He's our new starting, he's like, doesn't he play linebacker and defensive end? Like, he's like, I I, I don't want to say he's like a budget version of, how many, what, what are his stats right now? Before I comment or anything, this is going to be the first time that I really look up Chase Winovich. He's 24. That's a pretty good age. 24 is 20. Any any anything that you have to do, anything that's affiliated with 24, that's that's a damn good age. He plays linebacker, right? He's a defensive end, but he also flexes as a linebacker as well. So sometimes, like it's it's so weird. He's like six three. Yeah, he. I mean, he plays he plays defensive end and he plays linebacker because I sometimes see him just line up and sometimes he he looks a, he looks like a linebacker. If I showed you him, I'm like, how, how much does he weigh? How much does Winovich weigh? How much does he weigh? He weighs like 200, 200, so he's the size of, the, of a linebacker. He weighs 249 pounds. So he's pretty much the size of a linebacker. What does he have? He has 5.5 sacks on the season. That's damn good. I think he has a combined, I think he has a four assists, 17 combined tackles, I think. I think that's what it is. I think that's the stat. Like he's, he's a pretty good football player. 
What was he? When was he drafted? <clears throat> he was a third round pick. So yeah, that's that's about right. I like he's he's a good player. Anyways, what the frick was I looking up? So when you when you pay like your your quarterback thirty plus million dollars annually, when you give him this big contract, like I I don't get why people and the Texans just intercepted Brady. Um, it wasn't Brady's fault. The receiver jumped the crap out of the route, man. I mean he he had the leverage. He jumped the crap out of the route. Brady gets intercepted. Whew. I mean it was it was a great play on the ball, man. It was a fantastic play on the ball. Man, let me see it. Robbie against, I think, Harry, Nikhil Harry. Number 15. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nikhil Harry, he just, he loses, he loses his footing and he falls down on the ground. And he just, like, they, 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 I, I don't know if it's jumping the crap out of the route, but Brady threw it to essentially where, where Nikhil Harry should have been, but he fell he lost his footing, and Roby, the DB, comes around. He sees that Brady is targeting him, and he just, he picks him. He picks him off. Whew, man. But the issue was is that Nikhil Harry had already gotten beat on the play, so it's, you know, it's not, it's not a good look because Brady 100% probably shouldn't have thrown that football. But I think he was winding up to throw it as, as, the, as, as Roby had pretty much beaten him unsportsmanlike conduct on Roby. I think he, t- yeah, he took his helmet off. I'm like, didn't he take his helmet off? Like, I'm pretty sure I saw his face, which is stupid, by the way, because they do that in, in Houston all the time. Like, they always take off their helmets. That's such a dumb penalty. It's like, the, it's like a, it's like whenever the, the, the offense scores a touchdown, it's like, it's like they always celebrate. They always dance. It's like, he takes off his helmet. They do that all the time in fucking Houston. Let me see it. He 100% took his helmet off. Yep, took it off. <laughs> I'm like, they, but they do that all the time in Houston. Like, it's it, they do that all the time when they take an interception away. Like, like for them, an interception is like a touchdown. It's like a touchdown because they know, now they know, like, they, they have a quarterback that can actually win them the damn football game. Deshaun Watson at, his, uh, at the Patriots 21-yard line. They give it to Carlos Hyde. He gains, like, two yards. Listen. You want your quarterback to be able to win you certain certain games like this, which is why I don't understand this whole uh, rhetoric around Carson Wentz. I went on a nice long spiel last night about Carson Wentz. If you didn't watch the, the podcast last night, Baltimore Ravens versus 49ers, I mean, it's two hours and 20 minutes of just pure, unadulterated fun goodness. I'm trying to tell you, you're, you're missing out if you miss that podcast. But that's why I slept for like eight hours after I got off. At, at, at like eight o'clock, I went to bed. I woke up at four o'clock. Jesus Christ. But when you look at guys like Deshaun, like Brady, like Watson, like, uh, I, I mean, Watson, 
Brady, whatever. Uh, but guys that are franchise quarterbacks, like guys, guys that can win your football games, even when the running game is working, you know, even when it's not working, when your defense isn't playing well, when the other team, like when there's issues going on, like guys that can win you that. That's the, that's the guys that you sell out for. That's the guys that you're like, you know what, fifty million or thirty million plus annually. That's what we want. You don't want guys like Garoppolo because every single time you have to preface it by saying, well, this guy needs this. X amount of money. By the way, Duke Johnson on a rollout to his right. Deshaun Watson throws a nice, beautiful pass to Duke to Duke Johnson, and he scores a magnificent touchdown. Touchdown, Houston in the dome. They're running, they're circling off the turnover by Brady. But that's why you pay Deshaun Watson hundreds of millions of dollars annually, right? Because he actually can win you. And by the way, they get the matchup on Van Noy. Van Noy gets beaten. By uh by the running back, that's the type of matchup that you want because Kyle Van Noy, he's not a coverage linebacker. He's kind of like he's he's a dirty guy, you know. He's he's kind of like the dirty linebacker. You can't you can't put him in coverage, but you can sure put him you know in the box. You can load the box. You can rush with him. You can do a lot of things on the line of scrimmage with him, but you can't put him into coverage. He's gonna get exposed every single time you do that. <clears throat> but. That's why that's why you pay your guy Deshaun Watson millions and millions and millions of dollars because of plays exactly like that right there because he can get your guys open he can win play he can win games for you just like that off of a turnover that's why you got it that's why you got to get your your guys turnovers because if you can get them turnovers guess what they can do they can score they can score they can score and they can score. And that's exactly what Deshaun Watson can do. He can score 28-22. That was the final score. Houston had a touchdown in every single quarter. That's the difference, ladies and gentlemen. You go undefeated for your entire career against one team at home. You beat Bill you beat Bill O'Brien because you have Bill like Deshaun is Deshaun is the equalizer. He's the thing that's going to make that's going to put you over the top now cuz Bill Belichick had an all-time great quarterback. Look at what look at what happens when Bill Bill O'Brien gets an all-time great quarterback and Deshaun Watson. He's able to beat his form and he gets home game, of course. He gets the home game. He wasn't beating this dude in Foxborough. But you get you get him. Hold on. And by the way, Deshaun is Deshaun is doing tablet work out here. He's showing he's doing he's doing some tab work. Hold on. Let me let me look at this. They're double teaming Hopkins. It leads to man coverage. Duke Johnson was free. He had man to man against Van Noy. And Deshaun is talking to his guys right now with the tablet, with the stupid Microsoft Surface tablet, the worst tablet in the entire tablet game. I I don't I don't know why the NFL signed that stupid contract with with Microsoft Surface. Notice how there's no more Microsoft Surface tablet commercials being played on the NFL. Notice that. Notice that. I get it. Them using the tablets is kind of like a commercial, but when your head, when the greatest head coach of all time slams the damn tablet into the freaking bench, it's like, oh, wait, nope. It's not probably not the best tablet. And Microsoft came out and said, well, we stand by the reliability of the tablet. And I'm like, apparently Bill Belichick, the greatest football head coach of all time, he doesn't stand by it at all. And he's one of the most reliable people on the planet. And he and if he says that damn tablet is unreliable, you bet your ass I'm buying. I'm going to the Apple Store and I'm buying an iPad. I may have to buy two. <laughs> oh man! Oh my goodness! 
But Garoppolo, can he win you football games? Because his team needed him to because they did their job against the Ravens. They did their job against the Ravens. They stopped them from putting a molly whopping on them. Because the Ravens, they could have they could have opened the door and they could have they could have opened the door to your house to the to what's it called? Who who's that team? By the way, I'm watching the Energy Stadium right now. I'm watching the skyline. You know, I'm, they got the aerial shot of it. They also got the uh, the other the other the other like stadium. I don't know what it is. It's not the Toyota Center. I think it's where the Oilers used to play. I don't know why they just don't tear down those old stadiums. Like it, it's it's one stadium is lit up and bright. It looks like it's having a party. The other stadium, it's obviously shut down. It just ah, uh, it's so depressing to see how that stadium. Like it's just this bl- big black dot on the field. I get it. It has a lot of history, but it's like why not extend the stadiums, right? Why not make that a venue? You know, it's just taking up space. It's useless. But I was actually just there. I was just at the Energy Stadium. When when was I there? I was there on like Friday. I was there on that's how much traveling I've I've done, right? I went to Houston up on Friday. Then I came back uh to Austin on Saturday. Or not on Saturday, on Friday. I went to Houston and back. I went from Houston to Austin on the same day. Saturday, I uh, I was Saturday. I went back from Central Texas all the way back to Florida. Now I'm here again. I'm here casting football games. Like, oh my gosh, man! Like seeing that, just like it puts me in shock at how many miles I've traveled throughout the. You know, just just an observation that I've had. But Jesus Christ, man, that's. That's way too much traveling. I got to take a break. My break was I got a full eight hours and I woke up at four. Third and seven. Brady in the shotgun. Motions Edelman to the right side of the field. A direct snap to Brady. Oh, he spins out of a tackle. Not spins, but he steps up in the in the pocket. And the giraffe, oh my God, gains a first down. The old man coming out the rocking chair. The goat eating some grass. Tom bleeping Brady. First time in a long time that he runs in, that he runs for a first down. Steps up and out beautifully of the pocket, I might add, and scores his first touchdown. Not the first touchdown, it like runs in for one of his best first downs I've seen in the last couple of years. Great job by Tom Brady. Great job by the GOAT. By the GOAT, man. Look at him running. Nice stride. He's. He, I mean, it's not even a run. It's a crisp, nice jog. First and 10, play fakes it to the running back. Brady steps up, fires as he is getting taken down. Almost got sacked, just an incompletion. Where is that damn song? Play it one more time. Turn it up just a little bit. You know, you don't got to turn it up a lot. Let's turn it up. Just turn it so so we can get so we can get the vibe, right? You know, these two guys, Brady Watson, you know, they're they're great football players. They're great grinders. They they like to they, they like to do the dirty work. They like to go in. They they like to be prepared. I brought up that story a couple of weeks ago about how uh when Deshaun Watson, he was benched, you know, he was their first round draft pick. He wasn't playing just yet. But I talked about how uh, Bill O'Brien in the middle of the night sometimes would text Deshaun and ask him, hey, what's this play? And it's one of the most obscure plays. And Deshaun knows exactly what it is. He knows exactly what the play, where he's going and all that good. Talk about that. He's always been in a in a hard situation and he's dug himself out. That's why I like guys like that. That's how, oh, why I like Deshaun Watson. Legendary baller like Mike, like Will. 
But when it comes to these two guys, when it comes to Brady, Watson, Lamar, Mahomes, Prescott, when it comes to those guys, oh man, it, it just it makes me so happy. Let me pause it. It makes me so happy because it's like the, the, the NFL, they have a future, you know? They have a future. And the, Jacoby Myers, you're in the wrong. Jacoby Myers should have went up the field. Jacoby, you, you don't look at the GOAT. You don't look at the GOAT. You don't look at the GOAT, waving your hands up. He, he's the GOAT. You should have. He told you to go up the field. You didn't go up the damn field. And Brady's about to slam his helmet. He almost, he, he, <laughs> I'm like, he, he took his helmet off. He had it like Miles Garrett over over his shoulder, right? And I'm watching him, and I'm like, Brady's about to throw his helmet. He's because he knows he had a first down. He knows he also had a touchdown. He's about to throw it. He's about to throw it. He has it over his shoulder like he's freaking Miles Garrett, but he 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 hesitates. He's like, it's not worth it. It he he's not worth it. He's gonna be gone next year. I may be gone next year if I'm honest. <clears throat> but um, uh, uh, Brady Brady was pissed. <laughs> Brady was pissed. He was not happy. He was not happy at all. He was absolutely just, I mean, he was so freaking pissed off, man. Because he knew for a fact that he had a first down if he, if, if, if Myers had gone up the field. It's like, Myers, what the hell? You don't question the GOAT. You never question the GOAT. That's your first mistake. That's going to get you off the team if you question the GOAT. You question the GOAT, you're gone. Now Brady is pissed off because he's talking to his guy. He is so pissed off right now. I've never seen Tom Brady just, oof, he's going in on this young wide receiver. He's talking to him. He is, oof, he's not yelling, he's just conversating. He's not screaming, he's just conversating. Myers, uh, Myers apparently didn't give Brady any separation, but he told him, he told him to go up the field. He was, he even pointed it, he pointed, he's like, go up the field. And he, <laughs> he tossed his, he tossed his helmet, he's like, go up the field, I'm telling you to go up the field. That's why he, he even pointed in traffic, like, go up the field. Because he. Because they had a first down problem. No, not a first down, a touchdown. Nobody was there. Almost did a Miles Garrett. Slammed his helmet. Then he's like, I ain't about, it's not worth it. It's not worth a fine. He was talking to Jacoby Myers. He's like, what do you want? You want a touchdown? You want a victory? You come see me. I'll deliver you from evil. I'll give you a victory. But you got to do what I tell you to do. You got to do what I'm telling you to do. And he didn't do what he he didn't do what Tom was telling him to do. Get the get the get the hell up the field. Oh God. That's why you pay Tom thirty plus million. That's why you pay. Deshaun, 30-plus million. That's why you pay Dak Prescott, 30-plus million. Lamar, 30-plus. Patrick Mahomes, he's probably getting a nice, hefty 40-plus million dollar contract. If I'm honest with you, you just, did, did anyone question, by the way, did anyone think that Patrick Mahomes fell off a cliff, that he was incapable? For some weird reason, 
everybody has been absolutely blinded. I think it's because people can't focus on on uh, on more than one thing. Even I can't do that, but I'm better at managing it. But everybody was talking about how, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, everybody was like, oh, maybe Patrick Mahomes fell off a cliff. Really? Let's let's check out his numbers right now. Let's check him out. Let's check him out right now. Let's check this dude's numbers out right now. Oh, and by the way, should mention this. He was playing the beginning of the season uh, with like a sprained ankle or something like that with, you know, off balance. He was off balance constantly playing with a sprained ankle, right? Then he had to go out for like two, three weeks, right? With a, with a, with a, like a, a, what was it? Like a fractured or something? Like he, he popped his knee, Ugh, popped his knee. He, he probably got rested. He probably got healed up, but he popped his knee. He had, he was 51% against the, uh, the Raiders and the Chargers. That's not very good, but he has... One interception in the past two weeks and five touchdowns. He had three against the, the Titans, by the way. Did anyone think that this guy wasn't very good? Anyone? Anyone? 20 touchdowns, two interceptions, 2,983 yards, 60, <coughs> excuse me, 64% completion percentage. Did anyone not think this dude was going to be great this year? Deshaun rolling out to his left, getting chased by a, run, by a linebacker. He jumps. I think he just got the first down. On second and three. I thought it was third and one or third and three or something like that. I'm like, damn, Deshaun, he's trying to do the most. I'm like, damn, damn it, Deshaun, it's it's second down. Like, Deshaun extended the ball across the first down marker, but do the NFL referees care? Hell no. His feet are always active. They're looking at his feet. His feet, they're 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 moving, they're dancing, they're they're doing it. Let me see where he does he step. Yeah, I mean, he he obviously clears the first down marker. He obviously, I mean he he jumps across. It's a first down. The refs are idiots. I mean, but but what's what exactly is new? Third and one, they give it to the running back and they get the first down. Now, let's just uh, let's just do a random, a random comparison. It's not who you think it is. Trust me, it's not. I, I guarantee you, you're probably gonna think twenty four. I know who you're going to compare Carson. Not not Carson with Patrick Mahomes to. You're probably thinking, oh my god, 24, 24, I, I know who you're, I know who it is, I know who it is, trust me, you don't know who it is, trust me, I can guarantee you don't know who I'm co- going to compare Patrick Mahomes to, so, just in comparison, Patrick Mahomes, 64% completion percentage, 2,983 yards, 20 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, again, he's been hurt, he's missed time, he's had Tyreek Hill, been hurt, missed time, blah, 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 blah. Those are his numbers, 64.5, 2,983 yards, 22, 20, excuse me, of two. So he had 20 uh, 20 touchdowns, two interceptions. His passer rating is 107.7. Another random quarterback that was, that's around his age group. In fact, this quarterback was taken in the draft right before him. In fact, let me, let me get one more quarterback. Let me get one more quarterback. Let me put in another quarterback. And yes, this is who you think it is. So, this quarterback, the second quarterback, 62% completion percentage, so he's throwing less. 3,400 yards, so he's he's almost Mahomes, but remember, Mahomes has missed like two, three games. How many games has Mahomes played in? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So he's missed two games. Remember, he missed two games. This guy has 3,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and an 84.1 passer rating. Do you know who that is? That's Jared Goff. 
You thought it was Carson Wentz. I ooh, oh my God, Deshaun. I I got I got to pause it right here because Deshaun watching just did something absolutely fantastic. But that's Jared Goff. That was Jared Goff who I just rattled his stats off. So I, I got I got two more. I got two more. Right. But I got I got to watch this play because Deshaun Watson. This is what this is why he needs an offensive line. I don't know. Maybe buy him some time. Maybe get him some guys that don't get beaten straight off straight out the gate when he snap when the center snaps the freaking football. Because I just saw Deshaun Watson. I'm watching the damn play again. It's first and ten at the 45. He play fakes it to his running back. He's he's about to step up, but his right tackle and his tight end get beaten by by somebody. He rolls out to his right and he has to throw an incompletion. All just to not get sacked. Any, any, he didn't spin out of a tackle. He, 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 he pushed the dude off him. He said, "Get the bleep off me! I'm Deshaun bleeping Watson." I mean, I oh my god, he he breaks the tackle. I mean, he gets wrapped up. I don't even know if that's a spin, but he breaks he he breaks the tackle. He he like spins and then pushes the dude off him. Oh my god. But that, and, and by the way, he had four hundred. He had a four hundred yard game against the Cardinals, which it's like at this point, I'm I'm not. Con, I'm what, what's his face? Garoppolo had a four hundred yard game against the Cardinals, so I I don't count that. Impress me with a win. Who who does he play next week? Who does he play in the next couple of weeks? Who does he play? Who does he play? Let me look. Let me let me look at who the Rams play in the next couple of weeks. Who do the Rams play? And before people start jumping down their throat and say, well, who has Dak Prescott beaten? Who has he beaten? That's a good question. Who has he beaten? Well, he probably would have beaten Minnesota if he had a, a good co- a good head coach. He probably would have beaten <clears throat> the uh, the Patriots, the, the, uh, the what's, it, what's it called? The Packers, the Saints. He probably would have been, he probably would have had two losses or one loss on the season if you had a better head coach. But you're probably saying, well, if ands or buts, 24. And I get that. I get that. But guess what? He gets to prove himself against the Seahawks. He gets to prove himself against the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the and the Cardinals again. Right? So he's going to get some chances. But Dak Prescott, unlike Jared Goff, has actually played a pretty fantastic season. Do you want to? I, I love doing this. Do you want to know what Dak Prescott's stats are? 66.7% completion percentage, 3,700 yards. <clears throat> 3,788 yards, excuse me, and 23 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He's right about 2-1. to one. I think he's throwing for more touchdowns. He, like, he has the same amount of touchdowns this season as he did in his first season, which is, he's tied for the most touchdowns in all of his seasons. And he has 99.8 passer rating. The highest he's had is 106, 104.9, by the way, when it comes to his passer rating. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, excuse me. You're gonna have, you're gonna have Dak Prescott. I think in the next, uh, yeah, in the next week, if he throws for, if he throws for a hundred yards, he's gonna have the most yards he's ever had. If he throws for one more touchdown, he's gonna throw for the most touchdowns he's ever had. And he's close to having the most interceptions. But that's that's kind of granted. It's like but he also has one of the best completion percentages he's ever had in sixty six point seven. Um it, like it's third on his year on, on in his years. He had sixty seven point seven, two thousand eighteen, sixty seven point eight, two thousand sixteen. So he's you know, all he has to do is have one more percent and he's pr- 
pretty much going to be tied with uh, with the 2018 season when it comes to completion percentage, but he's going to have significantly more yards. And I think Deshaun Watson, yep, just threw another touchdown pass to his tight end. Who is that? Darren Fells, the tight end. Do one to Duke Do- to Duke Johnson, Deshaun Watson, and company. They now go up 13-3. and The Texans fans, they are so incredibly hyped. The one guy with a beard looking like Hulk Hogan, not a beard, a mustache looking like Hulk Hogan with a bandana. He's saying, he's not saying, excuse me, screaming at the top of his lungs, let's go, let's go. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> 13-30, Texans. <clears throat> Bill Belichick, again, at this point of his career, is undefeated against the Texans when Bill O'Brien is coaching. But remember, remember, the equalizer is Deshaun Watson. Bang, bang. Pulls it, throws it to his tight end. They, they bite on the run. It's an easy touchdown. Easy money. Easy money for D. Watt. They call him Houdini. I call him Old Walker to him. Oh. <laughs> I call him Old Walker to him Watson. It even sounds better old, instead of Walker to him Wentz. Old Walker to him Watson. That's what I call Deshaun Watt. Old Walker to him. Speaking of Old Walker to him, let's check out Carson Wentz. Now, remember, Carson Wentz has played the entire season. He's played against Washington, he's played against the Falcons, the Lions, the Jets, the Cowboys. Everybody likes to crap on the Cowboys, but he never beat them. He's played up against the Bears, the uh, the Seahawks, and the Dolphins. And the Dolphins. <laughs> and the Dolphins. And the Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen. Let's look at his stats. Let's look at his, his stats, shall we? Let's look, let's look. Hold on. My DVR just paused it. Unpause it. Oh, they're showing, uh, they're showing, um, I was like, what are they showing right now? And I'm like, they're showing, uh, high school football in Texas. Now, if you are unaware of high school football in Texas, they, in, in most NFL states where they have the stadiums, they usually have the state championship at the actual, like the NFL stadiums. So right now the playoffs are going on in Houston and it looks like they got two teams playing in the Houston Texans dome. Uh, which is actually really, really cool. It's actually a really, really nice stadium. I've been there. I've watched a couple of football games. Really, really nice stadium. Is it as nice as AT&T? I mean, it's a football stadium. It's, it, it's like, it's really, really easy to make a bad stadium. It's really, really hard to make a good stadium. But I think it's a good stadium. I think it's a good stadium. <clears throat> it's not like Washington or Lincoln Financial. Uh, the, the, the bad stadiums. But Wentz, let's let's look at his stats. Let's say, let's look at his numbers. Hold on, let me take a swig of my uh, my sparkling ice strawberry lemonade. Hold on. So Carson Wentz is sixty two point four percent completion percentage, worse than worse than Goff, Prescott, and Mahomes. His yards easily the worst. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember he has been healthy, quote unquote. Because everybody keeps, because remember, if you didn't watch uh, the last podcast, I went on and I had Rex Wine say, oh, by the way, they're doing the tablet work again. Let me, let me pause it because I like it whenever Deshaun does the tablet work. But um, Rex Ryan, he went on a nice little, he, he gave, uh, what's his name, Wentz, a nice little out by saying, well, I don't know how healthy he is. And it's like, well, he apparently, now he's been unhealthy for five years going all the way back to his senior year in college, Right. So, again, this is why you don't sign Carson Wentz, because of you don't know how healthy he is, right? 
but he's healthy. He was healthy last year. Want to know why they took him out last year? Probably because he did have a minor injury in the bone spurs, in the back spurs. I shouldn't say minor, but he was injured, but he was playing with injury. But guess what? Deshaun Watson, the guy I'm watching on my television right now, the guy that just beat the Patriots 28-22, he was injured last year with, yes, a punctured lung. Patrick Mahomes this year was injured playing on pretty much one foot. I've seen Dak Prescott take vicious shots and battle back constantly for this football team. Carson Wentz can't do that. He can't do the same thing. Why the hell are you paying him $128 million? But everybody likes to suck him off, like I've been saying. Everybody likes to suck him off. Suck him dry. But when he does stuff like this, he has 2,840 yards. 2,840 yards. On the season, the lowest out of the three guys that I just mentioned, 20 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And remember, everybody kept on saying to me, well, he's better than Dak because he has more. He has similar touchdowns, but now he also has. uh, But now I think in the last couple of weeks, he's, yeah, in literally the last two weeks against the Seahawks and against the Dolphins, he has two interceptions. He has three interceptions. He used to have four interceptions. Guess what he now has? He has seven interceptions. So he's almost at Dak's level. When it comes to interceptions. And his pass rating, easily the worst of the, th- of the three, of the four. He has a 90.0 passer rating, which is bad for him against those guys. But what's, what's the excuse? Oh, you know, he, has, he doesn't have any wide receivers who catch the football. Oh, really? So when J.J. Arcega-Whiteside just, just, J.J., let me say it in Spanish, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, when he caught that football in the end zone, I guess, I guess he doesn't have good hands anymore. I guess Nelson Aguilar, when he was catching all those footballs, his hands were still bad, correct? They were still bad, correct? Or they weren't correct? Because all I know is this, Dak Prescott has the third most drops in the league, second or third most drops, do you want to know how many yards? He has the, he has the number one yards in the league. He has, he's, he has 3,788 yards. Through the year, a guy who everybody said couldn't throw, couldn't throw. He needs to be a tight end coming out of college. The most yards in the NFL. Now we're going to watch Deshaun Watson do some tablet work. Talk to me. Talk to me, Chris Collinsworth. Doing the tab work. Doing the tablet work. Show it to me. Doing the tablet work, showing his guys, hey, this is what we got to do. Doing the tablet work in high definition on that damn Microsoft Surface tablet. But correct me if I'm wrong. Did Deshaun Watson, or excuse me, did Carson Wentz, did he not get paid 120? What's his salary again? 128, right? 128 million? Didn't he get paid 128 million? I just want to know. I just want to know. Didn't he get paid 130? He got he got 154 million, 25.7 his annual salary because when you split it up five years, and I, I I've gone over the salary cap mumbo jumbo, <clears throat> but when you extend a, a player's contract for you know you, you start over four years, it would have been a X amount of contract, but it's a six year contract essentially for 154 million because he didn't he didn't even need to get paid this year you could have extended him off I think you could have extended him for five years on his rookie contract but what they did was they combined his rookie contract with the new contract so I think he did get paid 128 million but now you add on the rookie contract the stuff that was still remaining from that contract you put it onto the new contract it adds up to 150
154 million for six years, by the way, now instead of for five years. Excuse me, I thought it was for six years. For five years, excuse me. But now it turns out it's six years. And his annual salary is 25.7 million. How much guaranteed is that? How much is it? And they show him. They show him when uh, when his team had won the uh, had when his team had won the Super Bowl. By the way, <clears throat> it's like, well, you didn't win the Super Bowl with him. I don't know why he was up there. How much money? Hundred twenty eight million. The this is this is the actual contract extension. So I was right. It's 128 million. The guarantees is for 107 million. Okay, so I was correct. Anyways, when you pay this guy 128 million dollars, you extend him for one uh, 154 over six years. You, you probably want him to win games against Miami. You know, probably. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe my expectations are a little bit too high. But maybe you want him to win games against Miami. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I have too high of an expectation on what 128 million gets you nowadays. But speaking of this 128 million type of stuff, I do want to talk about Dak Prescott for a little bit. So apparently, I I, I went on I went on my where, where's my phone? Let me get let me get my phone. Hold on, let me get my phone. Because <clears throat> I went on. Oh my god. Here it is. It's literally right in the pit, right, literally right in the place where I thought it was. Hold on. They're showing Gronk. (laughs) They're showing Gronk. They're showing Gronk dance with the cheerleaders, the LA cheerleaders. Rob, Rob Gronkowski. He's performing during the Los Angeles, during the Los Angeles Lakers halftime show. Remember when everybody was like, oh yeah, Gronk's coming back. He's coming back. Brady's going to call him up. Brady, and remember, and, and I think I played the article where uh, where Gronk was like, you know what, Tom, uh, where he was pretty much conversating with Tom Brady, or I may be, I may think that I played it on the podcast, but pretty much he went on, I think the Rich Eisen show or something like that, and Rich Eisen or somebody like Rich Eisen was talking to Gronk, and he and they were like, you know, if Tom Brady were to call you back, would you would you answer? Would you not call you not answer? But would you come back to play football? And Gronk just simply put, no, I'm I'm fine where I am, I'm happy where I am. You know, um, thanks thanks for everything that you did for me, but um, the answer would be no. So everybody was going Google and Gaga for the past six months, saying Gronk's coming back, Gronk's coming back midway through the season, and I'm like. He's, he's a lot smarter than you give him credit for. He understands, like, hey, you know, I would have to be in shape, which I don't think he is currently. He, he, you know, for an in-up, for, for a regular dude, he's in fantastic shape. But for Gronk shape, I don't think he's in shape. I think he would have to gain some weight. I think he lost 10 pounds since the Super Bowl. And he didn't go for a month without working out. And I constantly talk about how he had a thigh bruise. He, uh, he, he was crying after the Super Bowl, not because he was happy, but because of how much pain he was in. I think he couldn't walk for like a couple of days. Like he was this dude. He 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 played he played through significant injuries 
right? And he constantly played through significant. And, and I think he's happy. He has his own business. He's on Fox. So he, he pretty much only has to work for like a week. And he only has to stand up and talk to people. I think he's a smart guy. And you constantly hear how he hasn't spent a dime of his salary. Like Marshawn Lynch, they they spend their uh, their their sponsor salaries. So they spend the money that they get from sponsors instead of their actual uh, instead of their actual like game day checks and stuff like that, they just put that in the bank. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Gronk is uh, coming back. I mean, he, it, isn't it obvious? I thought it was obvious, but everybody was was doing that. And by the way, Gronk intelligently leveraged everybody saying that he would come back. He 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 gave out this mysterious tweet or he this statement where he's like, you know what? I got an important announcement coming on Tuesday. So everybody was tuned into Gronk. Everybody had laser focused on Gronk. And he and he promoted his music festival happening during the Super Bowl weekend. And I'm like, that that's Gronk. That's Rob. That's the Robert and Robert Gronkowski. That's the smart cerebral aspect of him that you never get to see because the media loves to loves to portray this dude as as just this idiot jockhead and he's he's a really really smart dude. He's a really really smart dude. <clears throat> and he likes having fun. I I, I don't I don't mind it. I I don't I, I, can't, I can't handle this guy. He's hilarious. He's doing these like stretches and stuff like he's dancing with the cheerleaders. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he deserves it. He deserves the life. He he de- he's gotten the good life. He deserves the good life. So, anyways, I, I was pulling up. All this started off with uh with uh fucking hell. Fuck's sake. I'm gonna have to end the podcast really, really soon. Fucking hell, man. Are you shitting me? Fuck's sake. Fuck me. Yeah, I'm gonna have to end the podcast. Hold on, hold on. Let me uh let me let me do something really really quickly. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. Yep, uh, I'm going to have to end the podcast a lot earlier than I wanted to. Oh, my God. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try and get through what I need to get through as quickly as I possibly can. I'm probably, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have two podcasts today. Probably three. I'm going to have three podcasts. I have three podcasts today. 
gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make up for lost time. I'm gonna watch the rest of the I'm gonna watch the rest of the Patriots game because I actually like I, I gotta do something that like I can't put it off. I can't delay it. I can't say what it is, but it's super important that I get it done. It's like you would be like like you're saying to me, well, 24. You know when it, when do you have to get this done? It's like 6:57 right now. It's like 6:57. You would be like, well, 24. Don't you? You know what's so important that has to be that has to get done like this early in the morning? You would be surprised, faithful viewer, what needs to get done this early in the morning. But there's two minutes left in the in the second quarter. Um, Deshaun Watson and company, they are they're trying to do something. It's about to be the two minute warning. But um, I got something important to say. So, apparently, Amari Cooper is likely not to return to the Cowboys next season. Now, this comes out of <clears throat> this comes out of Yahoo Sports, right? This comes out of Yahoo Sports. Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo Sports. Right? Comes out of Yahoo Sports. Apparently, Amari Cooper won't likely won't return to the Cowboys. The reason why they uh, they have this incredibly clickbaity article is because of the franchise tag. Now, if you don't know what the franchise tag is, pretty much you can tag a player. You can franchise tag a player. You can say, hey, you know, we're going to not pay you. We're not going to give you a contract, but we're going to, we're going to give you like a one-year deal, kind of. It's like a prove-it deal, you know. We're going to give you a contract, but not really, but it's going to be for a year. None of it's guaranteed, so if you, so if you miss out on it, it's pretty much for negotiating and to see that's that's what the purpose is. It's for negotiating to see if a player is as good as they think they are or as good as you think you are. Blah 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 blah. But you only have one franchise tag per team, right? So essentially, what the um, what the theory is, the reason why they wrote this clickbaity article, and it's kind of it's actually pretty accurate. I would say it's a pretty good it's a pretty good read, kind of. But if you when you get past the clickbaitiness of it, but the reason why they made this article. Essentially, is to say, like, hey, we don't believe Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are going to get their deal done by the time that the season, uh, by the time that the season starts. Like, they're still going to have issues with the contract negotiation. And Dak Prescott, one hundred percent, and as much as people want to say, well, Dak Prescott, he's lost leverage with negotiating with the Cowboys. I raise my hand and I say, excuse me, he's an MVP caliber player, right? He's he's in that conversation. He has the most yards in in, in the entire NFL season in the NFL currently. His touchdown to interception ratio isn't that bad and when you consider how bad that the that, that the freaking head coach has been for the entire league for the entire season you kind of have to think to yourself eh, he kind of has some negotiating uh, power he has some leverage with this football team it's not all b- black and white it's not like oh well he doesn't have negotiating power because he he doesn't win against some of the best teams in the league it's like well the only two games that he played badly against were the bills and the uh the Patriots, and one team he played in the rain, so of course he can't freaking throw the football. The other team, the uh, the rain and the wind, by the way, the other team in the Bills, nobody played well against on that football team. The other games, the other losses were not his fault. They really, really were not. So, excuse oh, okay, so he loses two out of, out of 11. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay, my bad, my bad. Two out of 11. And really... During those games, it wasn't the only game that they got blown out in was the Bills. That's literally it. Literally it. So pretty much one game 
they get blown out of the other game it's like all right I'll, I'll put some responsibility I'll give him some responsibility for that loss because I know he can take it I, I know he, I know Carson Wentz can't take it which is why you got to blame everybody but it's like oh okay you know Dak Prescott lost those games I'm perfectly fine with admitting that I'm perfectly fine with saying that doesn't do me any doesn't make me mad at all Oh, boy. But has Dak Prescott lost the leverage that he wants? No, he has probably gained a lot more, if I'm honest with you. And the season is still young. There are still four more games that need to be played. Still four more. He could he could easily have 4,000. He could easily get 700-plus yards in the next four games. Like, when you think about it, he has... How many 300-yard-plus games does he have? He has... This season, of course. He has one, two... These are, these are also counting the 400-yard-plus games, obviously. Uh, these are, uh, He has one, two, three, four... Five games where he goes over 300 yards. Five. Out of 11. Like, that's over half. That's insane. That's insane that you have that, that many numbers. So when Dak Prescott goes into Jerry's office this this offseason, he's probably going to have 4000 plus yards. I would bet I would I would put some money on he probably has somewhere close to probably mm, 4400 4500 yards. So he's going to have somewhere close to 5000 yards uh, going into Jerry's office this season. Especially, let me see who he's going to play up against. Let me see this type of secondaries. So let me let me see who the Cowboys play up against. So the Cowboys they're gonna play up against the Bears. I, I don't think he's gonna throw a party uh, in Chicago on Thursday night. He's he's gonna play against them in three days. But I think he's gonna throw a party against the Rams, the Eagles, and if he plays for the entire Washington game, guess what? Guess what he's gonna do? I think he's gonna throw one hell of a party. And by throw a party, I mean he's gonna throw footballs on them and then throw a party I think he's gonna throw I think he's gonna throw for a couple hundred yards during these games so all he need literally needs to do is throw throw for 200 yards in the next four games and he's gonna have 4,500 yards 4,500 yards 200 200 yards a game you think a guy that has thrown for 300 plus yards in five games this season, can't do 200 in the next four games? Because I think he can. Does he have 100 yard on this season? No, he does not. No, he does not. So I, I, like, I like my shots, man. I like my chances with, with Prescott. I like him a lot. I like him with Prescott. I like what he's capable of doing against these two teams. Against these teams. Let me see it. Bang. I don't think that's a completion. I don't know. I, I, they switched off the cam way too quickly. But he's going to go in with so much negotiating and leveraging power this offseason that it's going to make the Joneses head spin. They're going to be saying, well, uh, second most wins in the entire league uh, in, in my career, three-time divisional champion, um, MVP caliber player, pro bowler, probably maybe he gets all pro 
for the second time this season, in my opinion, he 100% should be the third best quarter. He's he like who who's been better? He should be third team All Pro. Uh, I think Lamar or Wilson should get the first or the second team, and then it should be Dak Prescott in the third team All Pro. But you know what? He's probably not going to get it because everybody hates him because everybody's like, ah, oh, you know, he's the Cowboy head coach or he's the Dallas Cowboys quarterback and you know we don't like him because of that and all that good stuff but do I care no not really is it frustrating sometimes as a fan yeah kind of but you got to get over it you can't yeah you kind of have to be thick-skinned if you're a Cowboy fan but when it comes to Dak and his contract I think he's going to go in with a lot more brass in his pockets than uh, than the Joneses initially intended especially with how the season is going to go I think he's going to throw 200 plus yards against the Bears the Rams the Eagles the Washington team, so that's like 4,500 yards total, really, really nice season for him, and um, then you look at, then you look at Amari Cooper, he's had a phenomenal season, this has probably been his best season, and he's been hurt all season long, and um, you look at Byron Jones, he's had a pretty good season, like you can only franchise one player, so either Dallas is going to sign one of these three dudes, and God forbid it's Byron Jones, that's, that would be the worst decision that the Dallas Cowboys can make this offseason. If they sign Byron Jones to a contract extension and they don't get the deal with Prescott done, oh, sweet Mary of Joseph, there's going to be hell to pay in Big D. Because that, I mean, and, and they franchise Dak. They either sign Coop and Byron Jones and then they franchise him. Remember how, I don't know if you've been listening, but remember how for the entirety of this season, I've constantly reiterated the point of how important it was for Dallas to sign Dak Prescott, to manage the salary cap. You pay him this year, you add kind of like what the Philadelphia Eagles did with Carson Wentz. You add on his contract extension. Uh, you add on the, the contract extension to the rookie deal. So instead of Dak Prescott getting paid like a couple million dollars this year, he now makes... 20 plus million because you added it on. And I did the math. I said, you know what? Let's pay him $35 million annually. Like we can do the math. I can do the math again because I'm a little bit fuzzy on the math, right? So let me, let me do it on my phone because the the Google calculator is, it's not, it's not as fast, right? So let's do 35 times four, right? So that's 140 million. But so you you give them thirty five times four. That's that's one hundred and forty million, and you probably make one hundred and twenty of that guaranteed, right? So everybody's going Google and Gaga like, oh my God, that's way too much money to pay Dak Prescott. Check out what happens when you do this. Instead of it being thirty five for four years, you divide it up into five years. Look at what happens to the numbers. It goes from thirty five million to twenty eight million over five years, right? Does anyone not see how this, like, like, I'm surprised that the Cowboys just didn't do that. It's as simple as that. It's it's simple and easy math. It's like, he wants 35 for four. All right, you want 35 for four. Can we extend that onto your rookie deal? He'll probably say yes, because there's, like, he can't make more money now. So it's like, all right, mate, you know, we'll, we'll give you the 35 for four, but we'll extend it onto your rookie deal to manage the salary cap. Bada bing, bada boom. You're now in business. You make, you're, you're actually underpaying your quarterback now instead of overpaying so instead of wasting your time which is why I was so frustrated with the Cowboys when it comes to the GM the GMing it's like dude if you had signed him before the season had started you wouldn't have had to sign him for 35 or 30 however much money this offseason and extended him for four years you would have been in significant better position if you had just like they're trying to jump a 20 to get a five it's like what what are you doing 
So now the Cowboys, they're going to have to pay Dak Prescott, and they're going to have to pay Amari Cooper, and they're going to have to pay Byron Jones, and they can't franchise all of them, and they're probably not going to extend. I would have said that, you know what, they're probably going to have to extend, uh, they're probably going to have to franchise like Amari Cooper or Byron Jones. The priority should be Dak Prescott, and Jerry Jones is a ter- like his 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 business how he does business is outdated. It's outdated. He was like he, like it was obvious what he was doing this offseason where he was like, "You know what? I'm going to extend Lael Collins. I'm going to extend Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to extend Demarcus Lawrence. I'm going to extend Ezekiel uh not Zeke uh uh Jalen Smith. I'm going to extend four players. None of them being my quarterback." Right? So when he does this, when he does this, he says, "You know what? The pie has gotten smaller." The pie has gotten smaller, blah, blah, blah. The pie has gotten smaller, the pie has gotten, and it's like, okay, the pie has gotten smaller because you've made it smaller. You've made it more difficult for yourself to sign Dak Prescott. And do you think Dak Prescott gives a damn about that salary cap? No, he does not. Some people are going to say, well, 24, isn't that selfish? Isn't that selfish that he's getting paid the most money? No, it's not because he's, he's easily been the best player. Don't you think the best player should get the most money? Because he has been, it's not been DeMarcus Lawrence. DeMarcus Lawrence has had five sacks on the season. That is terrible for a guy that's getting paid top five money. He should have at least somewhere between seven or eight right now. He does not have anywhere close to that. He has like five, right? Let me look at his stats. Let me check him out. He has five sacks. Five. That's, that's inexcusable. That is bad. For a guy that just got paid, that is not good. <clears throat> so now, the Joneses, they're going to go in, and Dak Prescott, he does not care. Amari Cooper does not care. Byron jo- I think Byron Jones is going to be the odd man out, which is pretty obnoxious because they need cornerbacks because they are not they are not performing very well. And Deshaun Watson, he just spins. Yeah, he spins out of a tackle. Great job by him. So Dallas, they need they needed to have signed him this offseason to manage the cap better, and they did not do that. So now this offseason, they're gonna be they first and foremost, this is this is why you sign guys like this earlier, right? Because A, you're going to need to sign them later on. And when it and this is how dysfunction starts. When you have to have key players, your quarterback, your wide receiver, your star cornerback, your head coach, four guys need to be signed this offseason or they can walk. Those guys can walk in free agent. There's no franchise. You can franchise them, but you can't franchise all of them. So they can all walk this offseason if you decide, if if they decide to. It's so imperative to sign your guys early and often or else you're going to end up in situations like this where, you're, where your team your organization is going to look dysfunctional if you can't sign. Because people are going to be like, I can't believe they let that guy go. It's like, yeah, because they didn't sign Dak Prescott. So important to get some of these guys signed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The kicker. The kicker is like, uh, the kicker for Baltimore is going to say something funny where it's like, you know, I'll see him at the bank. and <laughs> He doesn't have Mark Ingram swagger, so it sounds pretty funny. They're showing the highlights of the game. The uh, the Ravens and the 49ers. Let me watch this. Let me watch it. Let me watch it. Let me watch 
says the big trust thing. Jason Tucker, that's a teammate. He's a kicker. Jason Tucker coming off of a game-winning field goal. Something that Brett Maher has very, very rarely said in his entire NFL career. So here we go, Mike Tomlin on the football field once again. It's almost over for me. I gotta. I'm gonna have to go in like like 10, 20 minutes, something like that. But um, it's it's the dysfunction of the organization. Listen, when you don't recognize easy, easy, easy ways to take the pressure off of you during the season, easy ways, saying, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe maybe we should extend our most our, like our most expensive player. Excuse me. This off season, maybe we should do that, and then you don't do it, and then you're wondering, and then you're asking him to take a pay cut because you did bad business. In reality, because that's what you did. Let's be honest. You didn't do good business. You did bad business. Let's let, let's just take it easy. Let's be honest. You didn't do good business with Deshaun. Not with Deshaun. I'm watching Deshaun right now. Uh, with uh, with Dak Prescott, you probably you were pro- they probably came in really really low this season. I would bet they were probably saying, you know what, Dak. You probably deserve to get $25 million. How absurd does that look? And Dak was like, listen, I probably want $30 plus million. I don't want to be paid the Super Bowl uh, like, I, like I'm a Super Bowl MVP or an MVP. But now he gets to say that because he gets to say I have MVP numbers on, right, on my resume. That's why you pay Dak Prescott this season. The same thing goes with Amari Cooper. He's like, bro, I was hurt and I was slicing people up this year. Tom Brady just threw a second interception. But there's a flag on the field. It's probably coming back. But <clears throat> that's the difference between certain organized, very, very well-run organizations and poorly-run organizations. It's like the Dallas Cowboys, they don't see it. They don't get it. It's like, dude, if you guys paid him this year, you wouldn't have to go in looking for a head Because now you're going to have to. Because imagine Jerry Jones. He's the GM. Imagine him looking for a head coach. Imagine him looking for, uh, looking for ways to sign the contract extension. Imagine for him looking for players in the draft. Like, he's going to have a busy like four to six months going into the draft and also going into training camp. I, they want to win football games. They want to win Super Bowls. This isn't the way to get it done. You know, doing things the Jones way and saying like, like we got to win games. We got to, we got to keep the whole team together and blah, blah, blah. We got to extend guys. We got, everybody's got to take pay cuts and stuff like that. They were, they were saying all that cute stuff. And Dak Prescott is looking around like, bro, like, I'm the man. I'm the dude that is, that's winning us football games. We have to score 30 points in wins to win the football games, right? Look at look at their scores when they win football games. They're scoring 30 points. 30 points a game. Do you realize how absurd that is to score 30 points? 30, 30 points a game. Like, that's obscene how many points they have to score. Hold on. Hold on. So they have to score 30 plus points to win games, let alone let alone to be in them. And now Dak Prescott, he gets to go into the Jones' office and he gets to say, "Hey, listen. 
minimum 33, 34, 35. 35. And everybody's panicking for some... Why are people panicking? He's way better than Wentz. And it's not even close. It really isn't close. Everybody's going to say, well, well, he lost to the Jets. Dak Prescott lost to the Jets. It's like, yeah, he lost to the Jets. He lost to the Jets. He has that on his resume. But do you also know who he, who he has on his resume? Well, he doesn't really have anybody. But you want to know what else he has on his resume? He has 66.7% completion percentage. He has 3,788 3, yards. He has 23 touchdowns, 11 interceptions on his resume. And I guarantee you this. I guarantee you in the next couple of weeks, Dak Prescott is going to beat teams with winning schedules. He's going to beat the Rams. He's going to beat the Bears on Thursday. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. Carson Wentz just lost to the, uh, not to the Vikings, to the Dolphins. And by the way, people want to say, well, Dak Prescott hasn't won against a, a team, hasn't beaten a, a, team, a winning team this season. He 100% could have won against the Vikings, by the way, if the coaching staff had given him the football instead of Ezekiel Elliott. He's not, he's not, he is not in question when it comes to his ability to play the sport. He's the only guy on this football team that deserves a contract extension this offseason. Besides Amari Cooper, of course. So whenever people try to tell me, try to say to me, hey, 24, 24, Dak Prescott lost to the Jets. I'm like, okay, so did Carson Wentz. He lost to the freaking Dolphins who are trying to win, who are trying to lose football games. Trying to lose football football games and unlike Dak Prescott unlike Dak Prescott Carson Wentz doesn't have anywhere he has a thousand less yards than Prescott right now so I'm looking at their at their career at their career and some people are going to preface this by saying well Carson Wentz he has a he he has He's been hurt for the last four years. He got hurt in his rookie year. He missed the entire preseason. He got hurt in his second year, the Super Bowl year, and he got hurt last year and blah, blah, blah. And some people, they're, they're going to preface it now by saying, well, Carson Wentz got hurt this season as well. He was hurt. Okay, 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 okay. So apparently he just can't be healthy. So he probably shouldn't be playing football. Because if you're going to come at me every single year that he's been hurt, maybe maybe he shouldn't be playing the damn sport anymore if he's going to constantly get hurt. Going and looking at their careers, Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz, everybody constantly talked to me. Check this out. This is very, very interesting. Everybody keeps on prefacing to me, oh my God, Carson Wentz, he has the same amount of touchdowns. He has more touchdowns than Dak Prescott. He's way more efficient. He's this and that, blah, 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 blah. Check this out. I'm not even going to tell you their stats, their numbers. I'm just going to read you their stats. I'm going to say one player has this, one player has this, and then I'll go because I gotta. I actually have to go, right? Well, I'll finish this when I come back. In fact, I'll pause this game and I'll end with this. When it comes to Dak Prescott's complete, oh my God, hold on, let me let me let me switch it up here. So this player has sixty three point four percent completion percentage, twelve thousand nine hundred ninety two yards, ninety touchdowns, thirty five interceptions, and a ninety one point nine passer rating. Okay, so that's one player. The other player has 66.2% completion percentage, 14,664 yards, 90 touchdowns, 
36 interceptions, and, 90, and a 96.9 passer rating. So one guy, I mean, they're, they're pretty similar in touchdown and interception ratios, Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. One guy has one more touchdown, or one more interception than the other guy, by the way. The other guy, uh, the, uh, no, 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 not the other guy. One guy has more interceptions than the other, but he pretty much beats the other guy across the board with completion percentage, yards, and a passer rating, and passer ratings, of course. Do you want to guess which one is which? Sorry for how my chair is squeaking right now. Do you want to guess which one is which? Which one is Dak Prescott and which one is Carson Wentz? Dak Prescott is the guy with the 14,664 yards, the 90 touchdowns, the 36 interceptions, the 96.9 passer rating, and the 66.2% completion percentage. He beats Carson Wentz in every statistical category besides interceptions, and he only has one more. And by the way, if he didn't throw Hail Marys during every single football game that has that ends with the Dallas Cowboys because he had to throw one against the freaking the freaking Vikings, he had to throw another one, I think, against the Patriots. Like, he has to throw Hail Marys all the time, and if they're not intercepted, they're going to be dropped, right? So when it comes to Dak Prescott, it's like, well, hold on. Everybody's everybody's peaches and cream when they got to pay Carson Wentz. But when it comes to a guy that's beating Carson Wentz in every statistical category besides interceptions, and he has a thousand more yards than Carson Wentz this season, people go quiet. People go quiet. People go in their boxes and they start to hide. Dak Prescott, he may end up with, with 2,500 more yards at the end of this season than Carson Wentz. He he has what? Carson Wentz has twelve thousand nine hundred ninety-two yards. Dak Prescott fourteen thousand six hundred and uh, six hundred and sixty-four. So maybe not twenty-five hundred yards, but he's getting close to being two thousand yards ahead of Carson Wentz. Two thousand. Want to know why that is? Want to know why that is? Because even when Carson Wentz is playing in a quote-unquote MVP season, thirty-three touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's great. But he has 3,200 yards. And I get it. He didn't play well. He, he, he was injured for like four games. So four games would have given him what? What were, what, were, what were his yards during that season? What were his yards? What were his yards during that season? Yards per game. Because he was throwing touchdowns. He had 33-7. What were his yards per game? During 2017, he had 33 attempts per game. Yards per game, 2-5-3. So he was on one during that season. But he's not on one this season, is he? He's getting beaten out by a fourth-round draft pick. And Dak Prescott is absolutely unremorseful. He's happy that he was a fourth-round draft pick. He's happy that he's playing with the Dallas Cowboys and Amari Cooper. He's happy. But when it comes to this dude in Carson Wentz, can anyone explain to me why? And don't talk to me about drops. Don't talk to he's He's a $128 million quarterback. 104 of it is guaranteed $154 million extension. Can anyone explain to me why this guy can't beat Dak Prescott? Anybody. Anybody want to take a, a crack at it, if you will? Just take a crack. Take a shot. Take a shot at it. Because the way I see it, he's not as he's not as good as Dak Prescott. 
He's not as good as Dak Prescott, and it's not even close. He's not as good as Deshaun Watson. He's not good as Patrick Mahomes, and people always love to compare him to Patrick Mahomes for some weird reason. Not as good as Lamar. He's... Pause it. How many yards does he have? How many yards? How many yards? How many yards do you got, Wentz? You got 12,000. How many yards does Goff have? 13,000. So they're both, the, the two guys that ca- that got paid this season, one guy has 13,000, the other guy has 12,992. Isn't it funny how they're only eight yards away from one another? The two guys that got paid, only eight yards. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott, he's 1,600 yards in front of Jared Goff, and he's almost 2,000 yards in front of, uh, in front of Carson Wentz. Because now the excuses are starting to run out. Because now... They're out of their rookie season, right? You don't get the excuses that you get when you're a rookie. You you get production. That's what people are expecting of you when you're a 30-plus million-dollar quarterback. This has been 24. This has been 24's podcast, excuse me. I hope you have a fantastic day. By the way, best video gaming podcast on the entire, best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire interwebs. It's not even close. Until my next episode, until my next podcast, which will be very, very shortly. Unfortunately, hold on, pause it. Pause it, pause it, pause it. I think I may actually have to shoot three podcasts today. Uh, the first half of this football game, and then the second half, and then I'll do Monday night. Who? I, it's Seattle versus Minnesota. I constantly re- reiterate this point. There is going to be playoff implications with this football game. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, implications whoever wins this is going to be tied for the one seed for their division Seattle could be tied with the 49ers or Minnesota could be tied with the Packers very 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 important football game that's going on tonight now with that being said I hope you have a rest uh fuck I hope you have a fantastic I'm screwing up my outro way too much I hope you have a a fantastic day and I'll see you next time